So we here at the bottom of the page, we were talking about if you've got a sukkah that's higher than 20 amot, you need to lower it somehow. So how do you lower a sukkah? You can either lower the ceiling or you can raise the floor. So we discuss raising the floor. No, the walls. We'll, we'll, one day we'll discuss the walls. Um, so um, we discuss raising the, wall, see, the raising the floor with cushions, raising it with um, straw, with uh, sand, and the idea of uh, um, nullifying it there. And if you nullify it there and it becomes part of the structure, then it can raise the floor. We discussed how uh, dra- like certain leaves that drape into the area of the sukkah, into the 20 amot area, could make it a shorter sukkah by dropping the ceiling. Now what we're going to do is we're discussing a sukkah that is too short. So it's tent, a tent fachim ha sukkah, which is about a meter, is, is, the, is the minimum sukkah. But what if it's not tent fachim ha? So obviously you can raise it or you can lower it. How do you lower a sukkah? You dig it. You dig down. And this is what the Gemara is talking about. So it says like this at the bottom of the page, Hayta pechuta mi asarat fachim If your sukkah is lower than tent fachim v'chakakba and you dig it k'day lashlima alasara in order to get it to be tent fachim Ha, so you, you instead of you, you're digging down so that the walls of the sukkah will now be tent fachim ha, because the hole there's a hole you're digging the floor away to make it lower, thereby making the actual sukkah higher. So imyesh um, misfat chakak, if there is at from the edge of the hole of the digging velakotel uh, to the wall of the sukkah. Gimel Tfachim, three Tfachim, Psula. Um, so you've got this hole in your Sukkarat. Um, if there is a gap between the hole and then there's three Tfachim of, uh, of flooring and then the wall, then you can't say that the bottom, the, the, the edge of this hole, which act is like the wall of the hole, contributes to the wall of the Sukkah because it's three tfachim away from the actual wall, like kind of like this. Um, so, w- whereas, pachot mishloshet tfachim, if the hole, the wall of the hole is close to the wall of the sukkah, within three tfachim, which is about 15 centimeters, then it's kosher, why? Um, because of a concept called levud. Levud is a very, very common concept in sukkah, which means that if something is close enough to something else, you, you treat it as if there's no gap in between them. There's kind of, they like kind of build a virtual connection between the two. So even though there's a floor between the hole and the wall, that, hole, that space is as if it's not there, and you join the hole and the kotel, and now you've got a, a wall that's higher than ten fachim ha. Got it. Okay. So, um, ma, so the Gemara asks, Ma'ishna hatam. What's the difference there? The amart pachot me arvamot. Where in the previous case, which we talked about with the, the platform, that if the platform was close to the wall for amot, 
then adjoined the platform joined the wall and made a rule of Dauphin Akuma there you you needed four amot to be you needed to be close enough as four amot four amot is about two meters long but here the amart pachot but here it need, the gap needs to be much much smaller and it's three tfachim which is 15 centimeters so why are we we so generous with the gap in the case of the skew wall and here we so strict that we only it has the gap has to only be 15 tfachim so the Gemara answers um hatam uh, over there the ita where there is over there in the case of the the floor which was close enough to the wall you have to be you have to remember this previous amud to know what i'm talking about um when there is a wall the wall existed it was just that the floor wasn't close enough to the wall or was was the question is how close is the floor to the wall then um, once you've already got the wall there, you're not creating a wall, you're just joining the floor to the wall, then uh, that you need, we can be more lenient and make it a bigger gap. But here you're not, you're making, you're adding to the wall. You're creating a wall. And when you create something, it's, you need to be closer. It's a bit more severe to create something. That wasn't there before. Then um, it needs to be less than three tvachim in. Then it works to be as if there's no gap. But if there's no, uh, if there's more than three tvachim, then um, it doesn't uh, act to create a wall. Okay, so it's the kind of the concept of kolat chalot kashot. When you begin something. It takes a lot more effort to begin, you know, you have to go into first gear. But once you grow, you're going already, then you can go into second, third and fourth, which isn't as strong as first. But to start something, to create something, you need a very small gap to cause the, um, an imaginary halachic wall. But when the wall is already there, then you allow a bigger gap to join the floor to the wall. Okay, another case. Um, you the sukkah was higher than 20 amot ubana ba amud and you built in the middle of the sukkah an amud a pillar now shahu fakim. this pillar was a meter high the sukkah and it was a it's considered uh, it's, it's got an area of seven fakim by seven fakim so it's got an area of being a kosher sukkah so picture a sukkah that's very tall. In the middle of the sukkah is a pillar that is a meter by meter or so wide. And it's ten tfachim, which is about a meter. Sorry, it's a meter up and it's seven tfachim by seven tfachim wide. Um, so if you did have to build a sukkah on that pillar, it would be kosher. Now, Savar Abayla Meymar, Abayla thought to say, Good asik mechitzata. That this concept of good asik acts as a wall. Now let me explain to you this concept. Since this pillar has a, a theoretical wall going on its side, the concept of good asik is that the wall keeps on going upwards. Even though it's not there, virtually it keeps on going upwards. So for example, 
Um, if you've got a wall, your, your sukkah wall, and you've got a tent fachim uh, wall, and there's a gap between the wall and the schach, we, through good asik, this concept of good asik, which is to extend upwards the wall, we treat it as if the wall is completely there, even though it's obviously not. That's the concept of good asik. So what we're saying here is that since you've got a kosher area of a sukkah, even though your sukkah is higher than 20 amot, your sukkah is now lower because we go from the top of the pillar upwards, the walls kind of, the walls of the pillar halakhically reach upwards and you've got like the cylinder of a space above the pillar that is lower than 20 amot between the suschach and the pillar and therefore you could, if theory, sit on that pillar and you'd be sitting in a kosher suschach sukkah even though you don't have actual walls there because the walls are virtual. Okay, that's the concept. Amale Rova, Rova says no, that doesn't work. You can't use good asik in a sukkah with walls but in and mechitot hanikarot. You need clear walls. Good asik only works when you have clear walls, a real wall, and you go upwards. But here, it's not clear that you got a wall. The wall is just the foundation of the pillar. You wouldn't call the pillars, the bottom of the pillar, the wall of the thing. So according to um, Rova, you need clear walls to be considered, to use good asik and Velaika, and you don't have it. Okay, so that's the first part of this question of a good asik. The second question is, Tanra Bonin, our rabbis taught us, it's a machloket rova and a buyer about good asik. Tanra Bonin, na'at arba kundasin, you stuck um, four poles, the sikaik al gaban, you got like a chuppah, right, of a, at a wedding canopy, and you, you stuck four poles um, on top of a roof, and you put schach um, uh, on top, right? Now, the picture, you've got, a, you've got a house. On top of the house, on top of the flat ceiling, you put four poles and no walls, and you put schach. So, Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Machshir, he says that it's kosher. How can it be kosher if it doesn't have any walls? concept of good asik. Good asik means the wall of the, of the house. The wall of the house below the sukkah goes upwards and in, in, invisibly and virtually creates a wall through good asik. Okay, now what's the difference here that it's machshir, whereas the other previous case of the pillar it's not? Because here you actually do have walls. They happen to be walls of a house. They are real walls. And since it's a real wall, you go upwards. So maybe even Rova would agree that this works. They say, no, you don't use good asik in this context. Okay. Amar Ravuna. Ravuna now comments on this machloket between Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi and Rabonin. Amar Ravuna. Ravuna says, machloket, this is a machloket. Al Sfat Hagab. Where you put these poles at the edges of the roof. So the sukkah, the sukkah's virtual wall is in line with the wall of the house. Then it's a machloket. 
right? Whether good asset works to raise the, the wall of the house upwards to the, to the schach. The Rebbe, then it's a machlok. The Rebbe Yaakov, Savar Aminu Gudasik Mechitzata, because Rebbe Yaakov would hold in that case, the Gudasik can become a wall. But what if you put a canopy in the middle of the roof? So there's no walls going up. You literally, all you're using is you're putting a canopy on top of a house. So you're not using the concept of Gudasik. Then it says, Divra Kopsula, Rabbi Yaakov holds that everybody would hold if you, you can't use good asset because it's not in line with the walls and therefore it's pasul. Okay, that's what Rabbi Yaakov understands is the machloket between, sorry, Rabbi understands between the machloket Rabbonin and Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov is, says it's kosher when it comes to being on the edges. Rabbonin say it's not, but everybody holds if you put the canopy on the actual roof not at the edges, then it's possible. And you can understand that because it's not near any walls to have good asik. Then Rav Nachman Amar, no, Rav Nachman argues with Rav Huna. He says, If you had to build the canopy, um, if you had to build the canopy in the middle of the roof, that's when there's a machloket, actually. Meaning, there are rows who would hold that this canopy, even though it doesn't have walls, actually is a kosher sukkah. We'll explain how. And another opinion, the, the sages, they would say it does, it's not kosher. Now, we don't know about the edge of the roof, right? Because all he's saying is there's an argument about the middle of the roof. But what about the edge of the roof? So the Gemara asks, what's the case that there's a machloket? machloket. In the middle of the roof, there's a machloket whether you can say that this canopy sukkah with any walls is kosher or not. Aval al-sfatagag. But on the edge of the roof, divra hakol kashaira, everybody holds it's actually kosher. Because you use good asik according to Rav Nachman. That's one possibility. Or Dilma, or maybe you can say bain bazu, bain bazu, whether it's in the middle of the roof or at the edge of the roof, machloket. It's actually a machloket, so the machloket continues. Rabbi Yaakov would hold that if it's at the edge or in the middle, it's considered kosher. And Chachomim would say if it's at the edge or the middle, it would not be kosher. Okay, I hope you guys can picture in your head the sukkah on top of a roof. So now we're going to go analyze who is right here. Remember, Rav Huna says there's a machloket Chachomim and Rabbi Yaakov when it comes to the edge of the roof but not the middle. Everybody holds in the middle it's possible. Whereas Rav Nachman says that no, maybe it's a machloket, just as it's a machloket in the middle of the roof, it's a machloket at the edge of the roof. Or everybody holds it at the edge of the roof, it's kosher. So we go like this, Meitivei, we bring a contradiction. Na'at dalet kundusim ba'aretz. You placed four poles into the floor of the ground. It wasn't on top of a, a roof. So therefore you don't have good asik, right? You're literally using a frame of a sukkah. Vesikah gabav, and you put gaban, and you put schach on top of these poles. Rabbi Yaakov machshir. Rabbi Yaakov holds it's kosher. We'll explain how. Vachachomim poistim, and the sages say it's possible. Now, isn't that amazing, Kuhn Rabbi Yaakov? He says you don't need walls in a sukkah. Since when do you not need walls? We're going to explain how. Now, you see from here 
that there's definitely a machloket between Chachomim and Rabbi Yaakov, even when the sukkah is in the middle of the ground and for sure in the middle of the ceiling on the roof. Vaha Eretz Emtza Gagdami. And putting this canopy on the ground is like putting it on the, on the middle of the roof. Dami. And we see that Rabbi Yaakov makes it kosher, which shows you that Rav Huna's understanding, remember Rav Huna said that there's an argument when it's at the edge of the roof. But if you put the sukkah in the middle, everybody agrees it's possible. But Rav Yaakov himself says, yeah, if you put it on the ground, it's kosher. So why would the ground be kosher and the, ceiling, the roof on, on a, on a, the, above the roof be kosher, be possible? Doesn't make sense. Therefore, the Ravuna Tiyufta, yep, absolutely. It actually is, a, we throw Rabbi Yaakov's understanding of this machloket out. And, and we, we, we say he's not correct. So up to this point, we have to say, like Rav Nachman, that when the canopy is on the edge of the roof, there's a machloket whether you use good asik, whether you understand the, the walls of the house to go upwards and make a wall. And Chachomim would say, you can't. And what about in the middle of the, on the, in the middle of, either, either Chachomim say you can't or Chachomim say you can. Or you put the sukkah in the middle of the roof and there we know for sure that Rabbi Yaakov holds it kosher and Chachomim say it's possible. So, the uh, odd. Uh, oh, and then we say, oh, do they, do they really, you see that, um, and there's a further question on this. How so? In the middle, they argue, in the, if there's canopies on the middle of the roof. But if it's on the edge of the roof, remember Rav Nachman says, Rav Nachman would say that Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim would say it's kosher because you use good asik. That's not true. Why? Let this be a tiyufta, a disproof to Rav Huna. Because remember, Rav Huna said that they, that, um, they argue when it comes to the edge of the roof. And we just said that Divrei HaKol, um, Divrei HaKol, uh, that they, they agree. So Amalach Ravuna, Ravuna would say, "You pligi gag, gag." No, they argue whether it's the middle of the roof you put this canopy, or you put it at the edge of the roof. It's also a machloket alsfatagag. and this is what they're arguing about. Why does it only say they argue about the middle of the roof? and they leave out the edge of the roof and that allows us to learn that they're not arguing no actually they are arguing about the outside of the the out the edges of the roof and they're arguing about the inside of the roof but why do we focus on the argument of the inside of the roof lord lord not the inside the middle lord to show you the strength of rabbi yaakov's opinion what's rabbi yaakov's opinion even if you build a canopy in the middle of the gag, and uh, the middle of the roof, and you don't use good asik, which are these walls going upwards, nami machshir, it's also kosher. Now, how in the world do you get a kosher sukkah without a wall? Now, this is what we're going to explain.
So now like this, let me explain to you before. Um, there's a concept called, uh, there's a concept we'll see where you basically, um, it used to be that the Jewish people obviously, and please God soon will return, would travel to, from their place to the pilgrimage festivals, right? And they'd take their cattle. And in order on these long journeys, if they had to stop over Yonta for Shabbos, they needed, especially Shabbos rather, they needed to get water from a well, which is a private domain, and carry, pick up the water and give it to their animals, which is, they, and the animals in the public domain, and that's considered carrying. Changing from a private domain, which is the well, to a public domain, which is where the animals are. That's a problem. So in order to make it easier, the rabbis made this contraption where they would surround the well with four poles. The poles were at right angles. So you've got a wall here of, an, um, I think it was a few amot, uh, and then another pole, another wall here. Even though it didn't go across the whole way, you kind of created with four corner poles, you created a rectangle around the well, and you created an area where the animals could go into and take water from the well and feed it uh, to the animals. And the rabbis made this thing that virtually, the, even though you didn't have a full wall there, nevertheless, since there was enough wall on this side and enough wall on the other side, halakhically they, they continued and joined to each other. Now, Rav, Rabbi Yaakov is saying the same thing with the sukkah, but he's even more lenient. Why? Because he's saying that if you've got one tefach wall here on the one corner and one tefach, tefach wall here on the other corner, they join together to create an invisible wall, and that's how you can have this canopy. As long as the poles are at right angles to each other and they are tefach wide, then they, they halakhically go to the other side and, and join in an invisible wall. And that's what he says. You go and you put four poles into the ground. And you put schach on top of these poles. Rabbi Yaakov Omer, Rabbi Yaakov says, This is quite complicated. Rabbi Yaakov says, that you look at this round pole as if they've been chiseled out. And if they have, within the circular wooden uh, cylinder, if they have enough to be one tefach across both ways to create this tefach wall, then they've got one tefach going this way, the tefach lakan and another tefach going another way, we treat them as a pillar, um, do you mind, a two-sided pillar. So you, again, you've got one going the other one direction, the other going in a right angle the other direction, and you kind of utilize this tefach wall to connect to another tefach wall. I'll show you a picture, hopefully, from this Gomorrah, if I have one. Um, and, uh, and then, the um, love, but if it doesn't, if this pole cannot be chiseled out in theory, and not, and it doesn't have a tefach in this direction, a tefach in that direction, then you can't treat it as the yumad. Um, uh, 
and therefore it's not considered a kosher wall of a sukkah. Shaya Rabbi Yaakov Omer, Rabbi Yaakov would say, the Yumad sukkah tefach, that when it comes to a sukkah, we're more lenient than it comes to carrying. Um, and even if you've got one little tefach of a wall, you can join it invisibly to the other tefach on the other side. And the sages say, No, you need two kosher walls, which means two full walls. One wall and another wall, so two sides that are fully walled. And the third wall is even a tefach, even one fist distance. As If you've got two kosher walls and one tefach wall, then it's kosher, but you can't use these invisible walls like Rabbi Yaakov was doing it. Okay, so, so let me try and show you a picture. I'm sorry, I, I, next time I'll try and find it on the net and I can share my screen. But if you look at that picture, right? So this is what we're talking about, do you mind? You take the, this, this circular pillar and you, in theory, in, you don't have to cut it, but if you could, in theory, cut it, you have a square, and that square is a tefach there, and a tefach there. And then if you look at the bottom picture, if you can see it, you've got these four pillars at going at right angles to each other. Um, sorry, I don't know if you can see. And, and that creates a virtual wall. So Rabbi Yaakov holds, you create that virtual wall, uh, also for sukkah and that's why all you need is a canopy you don't actually need uh, a wall which is quite amazing okay so that's the section discussing um, uh, using good asset using this concept of extending a wall upwards um, to create a wall that's not there but halakhically is there and that's how you can um, lower your sukkah by building a pillar uh, that seven tfachim by seven tfachim, and you use the walls of the, it's a machloket abayin rover, using the walls of the pillar to go up to the schach, and you can sit on the top of the pillar. Or we said um, the case where you put a canopy on top of your roof, or a canopy on the middle of your roof, and we discussed if it's a canopy on the edges of your roof, you can use good asik. Or, but if you put the canopy on the middle of the roof, then you, according to Rabbi Yaakov, you use the concept of the Yumad, uh, which is creating a virtual wall through the poles. Just to finish off the Amur quickly, um, we said that the minimum size of a sukkah is 10 tfachim. tfachim. What if your sukkah is not 10 tfachim high? How do we know that a minimum size of a sukkah is 10 tfachim high? Where do we know in the Torah? Is there a Torah source? We know that if it's lower than 10 tefachim, it's very uncomfortable. But where do we know in the Torah that a 10 tefachim size is considered a domain, a reshut, a place which is uh, a place to stay, um, uh, which could be considered a kosher sukkah? So we said, Minalan Itmar, it was stated, Rav, Rabbi Yechanina, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Chaviva. Those four. Uh, opinions they all taught it was stated matnu bakula um matnu bakula so uh, it says so these four names um it says that when these names 
are found in Moed, which is Sukkah, the, the, the section of the Mishnah which discusses the festivals and Shabbos, Bakula Seder Moed, all through Seder Moed, Kol Ki Hai Zuga, these two pairs, Chalufai, um, Rabbi Yochanan, you swap Rabbi Yochanan, Umayli Rabbi Yonatan. You take out Rabbi Yochanan from the four and you put Rabbi Yonatan. So if you look at the names, you have Rabbi Yochanan, one of the four. But according to tradition, some say that you should take out Rabbi Yochanan and put in Rabbi Yonatan when it comes to the, the order of uh, Moed. Okay, now that's a bracket, that's a side thing. Aaron, the Aaron that was in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle. The Aaron, the ark that had the tablets in it, Aaron Tisha, it was nine tefachim ha, the kaporet tefach, and the lid of the Aaron was a tefach ha, which meant the whole Aaron was nine plus one, the walls plus the lid was ten tefachim ha, which is an amma and a half. Haraykan asara, now you've got ten tefachim, and it says, no aditi lechasham, that Hashem will meet the Jewish people Hashem will speak to us from atop the lid of the Aaron right what's this talking about Vatanya and it says in a bright Rabbi Yossi Omer Rabbi Yossi says Hashem's presence does never go down into the world and Eliyahu and Moshe never truly rose up to the upper realms. Hashem never truly, in his full sense, comes down to the lower realm. And Moshe and Eliyahu never go up to the upper realm fully. And Shnei Maris, the passage says, Hashem, the heavens are to Hashem, and the land is given to man. Um, um, okay, so full stop. So what do you see from here? If the Shekhinah, where did it go down to when it came to the ground, to the earth? It came down to the top of the Aaron, but not lower. Because lower than that, tent Fahim lower, is considered a different domain. So you see from here that a, a, a separate domain, the minimum size of a separate domain is tent Fahim Ha. Okay, so that's a proof where you see that a minimum domain for a sukkah has to be ten tefachim ha. Okay, guys, so we'll end here. Um, hope you had a, uh, hope you understood it. I uh, hope it was somewhat clear um, and at least extract some of the concepts. And please, God, we should all. We we I'm gonna, uh, we'll probably have shear actually on this coming Sunday um, because it's Rosh Hashanah on Tuesday, Wednesday. And we normally have Shur on a Wednesday. So I'm going to put on the group, I hope everybody can make it, between Mincha Marev on Sunday, so probably at about quarter to six to half past six on Sunday. We'll, we'll have a Shur. Um, and if you can come in person, I'll be there at the Mizrahi to give it in. And uh, please God will continue uh, with the next Daf then. Okay, guys, have a good night and a Shabbat Shalom.